Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome to Courageous Parenting. Angie and I are so excited for this episode, Why Kids Won't Obey You. But uh, before we do, I've got my amazing bride right here. She's just incredible. I am so blessed. And isn't it amazing what God's doing right now? It is. It's been exciting to see people's feedback in the comments and reviews and the ratings that we've been getting on the podcast. But more than that, the pictures that people have been sharing on Instagram and tagging us in have been really like so touching that they're doing visioneering with their family. It's amazing. They're really um, inspired to create a family culture. And I'll tell you, we read every comment that you leave we do there's like 34 of them already amazing so encouraging spurs us on and we read every social post that we're tagged in and so forth and uh, we'll share those too so it's a it's a partnership really feel like we're literally uh, doing a movement with you that's what's so fun about this like it's really god's courageous parenting is god's thing and and we're stewards of it and uh, we're along the ride with you so we appreciate you going on this journey with us because we really feel called to have a widespread impact that this is supposed to have a big impact one million families and their legacies which is exponential so we're really excited about and really encouraged but i wanted to start um a real quick thought and then you can share what we're talking about a little more detail today but what leadership role has the biggest impact and most meaningful impact on the world and you might think is it politicians is it celebrities is it pastors who is it and the answer actually is you parenting is the most powerful role mm-hmm. in the world i really believe that i know angie does as well because think about it if parents actually biblically trained their children and did a really good job at that for 18 years for 18 of 18 years to <laughs> or do it longer yeah what would happen if a million families did that over and over again if oh. children were being raised by purposeful intentional parents that were biblically turning their hearts back towards god it's right? incredible we're so thrilled to be part yeah. of that so that's an encouragement to you but uh, why don't you share what's going on okay so in this podcast you guys we are going to cover two keys to cultivating a heart of obedience in your children and we titled this podcast why kids won't obey you because that's one of the biggest questions that we get today is that people are having issues with getting their kids to obey them and they want us to cover this topic we've asked you guys in social media what are the topics that you want us to cover you have said countless times obedience 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 and so we're going to cover some of the keys two of the keys to raising obedient kids um but before we jump into those two things i want to give you a word of encouragement in the last two podcasts isaac said something that was so important and that's that parenting is a long game and i know from personal experience we both have talked about many times when we felt like a failure as parents and so i'm sure that you guys have felt that way too and as we are talking about these two keys to creating obedient children you may be thinking about your own kids and just really aware of all the times where they were disobedient and when you focus on those things for a really long time you can start to feel like a failure 
And so I want to help you to change your perspective right now on all of those times when you can recall that your children were disobedient. I have been personally preaching to myself to change my perspective on those times when my kids are disobedient to view those as opportunities that God has given me to actually train and teach my children versus looking them looking at those um, times as failures. And what I mean by that is that if you are able to see in your child a character quality that needs to be trained, or if they're disobedient or they're defiant or they're disrespectful, the three D's as I like to call them, those are each <laughs> opportunities that God is giving you. He's giving you insight to see the need for training in righteousness. So no perfect parents allowed, and uh, that's because they don't exist. Okay, so we can just dive right in. That's right. And, so uh, the first one is what, Isaac? What is the first key to raising obedient kids? Well, this is the first reason why they don't obey you, which is you don't understand the goal, which is that they love and obey God. That is the goal. And if they, if we are not the examples of that, if we're not showing them the way, then they don't understand the bigger reason why they should obey you. That's right. So, oh wait, you're saying that the goal shouldn't be that we have kids that obey us. The goal is that they oh. want to obey God because that is a more powerful reason. They are wired by God to have that reason in the first place. That is their creator. You might think you created them, but you didn't. You guys know that, right? God created the children. Right. And in his word, he actually tells them to obey you. So if He's telling them to obey you, and their heart is to obey God, then they will be obeying you. And this reorientates <laughs> your parenting, too, to have a way better parenting experience in correcting your kids, too. So, But we'll, first of all, let's just talk about how amazing God is in Nehemiah 9, 6 here. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty awesome scripture. You can share it with your kids. You alone are the Lord. You have made heaven. The heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The host of heaven worships you. So this is the God of everything that is worthy of worship. And the question is, do they see you worshiping God? Do they see your relationship with God? Uh, because it's hard to explain a relationship with God. Have you ever tried to do that? Explain a relationship, having a relationship with God with your kids, it's worthy to do. But more important is that they see you acting and living it out. And how do we have a relationship? Well, we read His Word, we pray, mm -hmm. we. Um, what are the What are the ways that they see you love God? One of them is by obeying Him, right? Like obedience. if they see you obeying God, so repenting too. That's right. And so, well, that's one of the things that God calls us to in his word is repentance. Another thing that he calls us to is to actually discipline our children. And so when we discipline them, we don't just do something to our children. We don't discipline them. We actually share with them when we are disciplining them. This is part of the discipline is that we say, God is calling me to point out your behavior to you. Yes. And to tell you that your behavior is wrong. It's wrong, exactly. <laughs> which is interesting because that's our second key. Which is that you got to teach them about sin. Are kids sinful? Yes, they absolutely are. And so it's important that you understand that. I mean, we do believe in the Word of God, right? You believe in this book in its entirety. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a conviction in that, 
or if your husband or if, if the dads are listening here, if you don't have a conviction in this, you have a weak proposition to your kids. You have weak leadership mm -hmm. because eventually as they get older, they will see that weakness and call you a hypocrite. So it's really important that you believe in the Bible and because the Bible is the sword of the spirit and we're in a battle, a spiritual battle with a culture that hates the biblical standard. And there's a biblical standard here, and it's the Ten Commandments. And those are still relevant because mm -hmm. if you don't have a standard, there's no, there's, there's nothing to break. If there's no standard, what is sin? There is no sin, which is the problem today, is that we're in a post-sin world. That is one of the problems. That's one reason why kids won't obey you, is if you don't teach them that sin exists and what it looks like. And you don't point out to them when they are in sin it's and call it what it is, what it is, which is a biblical vocabulary, guys. We talked about that in the last podcast. But if we don't use the biblical vocabulary and point out what sin is, then they're going to have no need for a savior. No need for Jesus. So if there's no, if there's no law and then there's no sin, there's no need for Jesus, and they can't get right with God, and this culture sweeps them away into idol worship of mm -hmm. you know all kinds of other things, uh, the lust of the flesh, social media, popularity, the wrong things, wrong Their identity in the wrong place, idols. I mean, there's all kinds of things. You guys, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, then you know what different things God calls sin. And this right? starts when they're young, right, Ange? Oh, Totally. I mean, the minute that they are disobedient, defiant, <laughs> or disrespectful, you're pointing out those heart attitudes. Yeah. When they don't have a teachable heart, for example, right. and God has called them to have a teachable heart. Um, I, you know, I want to, you were talking earlier about how we show our kids what it means to love God mm -hmm. by how we obey him. And there is a verse in John 14 that I just want to share with you guys. It's actually, I'm going to just choose one of them. But just so you know, if you open up your Bibles to John chapter 14, there are actually four places within this chapter where Jesus is actually pointing out that if you love him, you will obey him. He says it in verse 15, verse 21, verse 23, and in verse 31. But it's it's very simple. He just says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. He says again, if a man loves me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and will come unto him and will, and he and I will abode in him. And so we want our kids to have the Holy Spirit. They want, we want them to have Jesus yes. abiding in them. We don't, you know, when you think about your legacy, we were talking about legacies at the very beginning. When you think about your legacy, what is a legacy that you want to leave? A lot of people will say that they want their kids to believe in God and they leave it right there. Yes, we do want them to believe in God because the Bible says, mm -hmm. if you believe in the Lord mm -hmm. Jesus Christ and confess with your lips, you will mm -hmm. be saved, right? Yep. However, we want to think bigger because God's word talks about a whole lot of things. Well, right here in Proverbs, um, what is this? Proverbs 22, six says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So why do so many kids confess Jesus as Lord when they're young and yet fall away? You might question whether they ever really believed, like if it was real, a real conversion. And if they were trained up, it's not, I mean, God is doing it and he's doing it and can do it in one confession for sure. 
but you are an agent God uses to train them up. And if they're trained up in the ways of God and they see a real relationship with God and they see the value in loving him and they understand sin, then they launch as believers. Right. And so you have to actually explain to them what sin is. So for example, same chapter in the Bible, Proverbs twenty two fifteen says that folly is bound up in the heart of a child. Mm-hmm. Folly is sin. You know, they're all throughout the Proverbs. You you are warned about scoffers. Scoffers. You're warned about walking in the way of the wicked. You're warned about not allowing evil influences in your life because you will suffer harm. Right. Yep. And so over and over again, throughout God's word, he gives us warnings. And we're actually supposed to teach those to our children as well. And but part of that is not like, look, we don't want to train our children to be um, constantly judging other people and not judging their own heart. God's word also says Sir, to, to ask ourselves to search my heart, oh God, yeah, that I might, what, serve you. And I, so I think it's so crucial that we are teaching our kids how to be introspective mm-hmm. and to be honest with themselves about the sins of their own flesh so that they can fight the fight. So that they can win over the power of their flesh and the temptation of the world and against the enemy. Because the enemy is attacking our kids too. So it's not about the behaviors. It's about the heart. We have to care about their heart Mm -hmm. and where their relationship is at with God. And when they sin, how that breaks relationship with God and they need to get right with God with repenting. But oftentimes we think they are offending us mm. and they need to get a right yeah. relationship with us and so we take it personally and then everything falls apart and we do everything wrong what do i mean by everything wrong if you discipline and anger if you yelling at your kids if you're a yeller mm-hmm. all these things are sinful for you and you should not be doing that instead if we understand the bigger picture and what's the bigger picture here is that we're trying to make sure they understand They need to correct the relationship with God because they are called to obey you. God gave them that instruction. And so if you're not making sure they understand that and getting right with God, then we get bent out of shape sometimes, don't we? Right. And you have to realize that children are children. And what we just said was that God describes um, that folly is bound up in the heart of a child, right? And so you are required as the more spiritually mature adult in the relationship to be the adult and to understand that you are teaching your children. So if you haven't taught them verses like Ephesians 6, 1 that says, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right, then you can't expect them to obey you if you haven't actually um, taught them what the expectations are for a biblical family. And as a parent, understanding that you also have been giving biblical instruction Mm -hmm. in how you're supposed to be parenting them. And one of the things that Isaac just touched on about not getting personally offended is so important. This is something Mm -hmm. that I had to realize as a mom, being with a lot of younger little kids. I think that we had had five kids under seven when I finally got this, okay? I remember being that first time mom, being lied to for the first time. I remember being lied to by some of the other kids for the first time, like the first time that they struggled with lying. And I took it so personally. You guys, I'm talking Mm -hmm. 45 minute lecture, going through scripture with the kids. I'm crying because I'm personally offended that they lied to me. And 
and that God, you know, God detests a lying tongue. Going through these the seven things that God detests, I, like the, I'm I'm bringing these scriptures onto my like four year old child. Now I have to tell you though that that even though I might have been really intense with the first few kids. Um, I was the the thing that I was doing right was I was taking them to the word of God and there was an element of biblical parenting that was there because they saw my heart and how brokenhearted I was that they were creating a separation between them and God and me and them. And that's the thing that we have to recognize is that that's what sin does. It separates us from our fellow man. Mm-hmm. It separates us from God and that there is a point where when we repent, we are reconciled with one another. But that also means that we're able to turn from that sin and we don't become in bondage from it. We don't become oppressed by it and continue in that sin. And so we need to teach our kids this. And when we are teaching our kids this, like you said, you can describe what it looks like to have a relationship with God, but they're going to learn better by your example. I mean, just a little thing on that is, do you use your phone to read the Bible or do they actually see you reading the Bible? I mean, there's a lot of little tips like that, but just start thinking about what are they watching? Because you, hey, fathers, you want to be the kind of man you want them to be if you have sons. That's right. And and you want to be the kind of man that the you want your daughters to find to and marry, marry right? And, and you for women, kind. the kind of women that you want your daughters to grow up to be and so, and your wow. sons to marry. So how often do you do you would you want your kids to read the Bible when they're in their own home as a father? Totally. Well, are you doing that? Wow, that's convicting even for me. See, it's like Okay, let's let's think through this a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not just about today. There's a big ramification here. We need to lead by example so that they have a model to follow. Right. And so another thing that is interesting regarding sin is one way that you show your children that you love God so that they can see what that looks like mm-hmm. is when you're obeying God and God's word tells us that we are supposed to repent when we screw up. So if you're expecting your children to do that, you had better be doing that as well, because that's actually how they see, wow, mom has been changed by the Bible. By the way. And I want to live by the Bible too, because wow, how much nicer is my mom? How much, you know what I mean? Like it it makes such an impact in your family that then your kids are able to want that and envision that for themselves when they grow up. Point of encouragement is that sometimes it's like, wow. Wow. You guys have eight kids. Well, we never imagined having eight kids. Every, wow. but we were obedient to God, mm-hmm. and what God we felt God had a plan for us. And everybody, everybody has their own plan. Okay, yeah. You know, God so has a different design. Di- different for design every for every family. family. Yes. So, but for us, it ended up being a lot of kids, and we don't come from big families, and we never thought of having a big family originally. Mm-hmm. We took it one step at a time, and you know what? There were many times where we felt like, wow, this is really tough this and is it's hard oh, it's really hard and, and we still feel that way at times i don't know i don't know if we can we yeah. can keep going but you know what's amazing is co- what i call capacity training is god doesn't give us what's easy he wants us to grow he wants us to grow spiritually he wants mm-hmm. us to mature and you know what when we take on more we become more 
And then we're ready for more. And we're ready for more, and we can handle bigger challenges. It's, he didn't give us all eight kids at once. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. That's right. I mean, that, that's right. That's absolutely right. So this last point within point two, talking about sin. And by the way, remember, why do, why do kids won't obey you? It's because they don't know God and how amazing he is and worthy he is to be obeyed. They haven't tied in that obeying you is obeying God or disobeying you is disobeying God. Mm -hmm. And that leads to the second thing is they need to understand sin, which is a transgression against God. That's the definition of it. Mm -hmm. So, but within the sin is there's lazy parenting. And Mm. I'm not trying to beat people up here. Okay. Sometimes that happens to me. Now, my wife is probably the best, one of the best in the world at this. Oh, but I still is, fail at it. You still for fail sure. At it. There but, are times. But yeah. what, I, and what I'm talking about is don't let sin go undealt with in your home. Okay? And, and it's going to happen at the most uh, inconvenient times. Inconvenient you guys, times. Y- it really is. It's like Angie and I have something really important we need to talk about. A kid does something or is an argument with another kid and they haven't been able to reconcile it themselves, something like that. And we need to stop what we're doing because there's a spiritual ramification if we don't follow through right. in correcting and disciplining our kids in a loving, biblical way. Right. And because and sometimes it's just mediation. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you've got kids that are like three, four, five, six, seven and up, you know, you deal when they're little, it's sharing issues. Right. And then when they get older, it's, um, oh, he's being bossy or she's being bossy or that's not fair. There's justice. There's um, offenses. There's all kinds of things that you deal with as parents. But the reality is, is when you're dealing with that and you are a mediator in that you are called to be a peacemaker. Mm hmm. And there may not have been a point in your life where you were actually called to be a peacemaker, but God calls us all to be peacemakers. And if they're very, very so, little, they're they're crying, whining, t- tantrums. They're they're saying I can't when they're manipulating. There's all kinds of things for the two year olds, three year olds, one and a half year olds. You're teaching them self control, patience, all prudence, these things. generous, but, generosity. But let me play this out for you. So you you did that. You corrected them. You're feeling good about yourself, and then. And then the day goes on and you corrected them again. You're feeling good about yourself. And then pretty soon you get dinner and you're exhausted. And you know, the just 23rd wanna, time in the, the day. I just want to take a yeah. break. And, and there something happens again. You're like, I just can't do it again. Uh, he'll be okay. She'll be okay. You know what you're saying right there is that all the you're nullifying those other 10 or 20 times you corrected them in the day by letting it go that time. It means you, you're training your kids that you're a leader that does not follow through. And it, it remember, they're cultivating a relationship with God by understanding what authority is. And you're the authority. You're the God-approved uh, authority for their life. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that consistency is there, that every time you get off the couch, you get up, and you yes. go, you know talk what? To them. And I just want to say a word to the moms who maybe are have a nursing baby and they also have another child. Mm-hmm. There are going to be those times, especially when you are in a season of transition, you're bringing a new child home and you're nursing, you're exhausted. Okay. They're sleepless nights. Um, breastfeeding can be exhausting. Bottle feeding can be exhausting. We've had to do both before. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, that's when you're going to be tested 
and tried. Your child is going to test boundaries, but you have to get up and be consistent, especially right at the beginning, because if you are consistent, then they will get the picture. Mom is still going to get up and she's still going to make me go potty and she's going to still hold me accountable to not Mm. being rude or disrespectful or disobedient and they will stop testing that boundary. But if you're sitting there nursing and you don't want to get up and deal with that because you just got the baby latched on, they've learned that when they can get away with something. So it's really important. And I I just want to say that this applies to you whatever season of life your kids are in. It is never too late to chase after your child's Mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. It is never too late to, to share with them how God has transformed your mind and what biblical parenting should look like. And if you have like a 14 year old, let's just pull that out of the bag and you haven't talked to them about what sin is. This is a time for you to take that child out on a date and have a conversation. Go to scripture. Um, Isaac has a scripture that he was going to share with you guys that's in Romans 5. Yeah, we'll do it Um, right now. And I think that it's really important just to talk about the world. Yeah, so therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, the death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. So it's not once they're over 10 years old that they become sinners. I mean, they're sinners right out of the gate. Yeah, we covered that in some other scriptures earlier in the podcast. But it's really important that you actually share the scriptures with your kids when yeah. they're, you know, and if you're just starting, um, if you're just a new believer or if you haven't really been discipling your children in mm-hmm. the word of God, it's important that as you are reading the word, you're taking the word to your children. You're like, wow, did you know that the Bible says this? It's like wrestling. Dads, do you wrestle with your kids? Do you... Um, like play wrestle. Do you play wrestle, have fun with them, and so You're forth? You're like, oh, we're sword fighting, right? Yeah. yeah. So another thing you need, this is the sword of the spirit like we talked about, but wrestle with the scriptures with your kids. Now, if you have a little bit older kids, right? Wrestle with the scriptures. You know, you need to be dealing in the truth versus how you feel. Because if you deal in how you feel, you'll get angry. And if you're a yeller, you're sinning in the process of disciplining your kids. And you don't want to do that. No. And so it's, it's, here's the thing. It's about the heart, not the behavior. The behavior is a condition of the heart. What we need to care all about is the heart because the heart is what we want to make sure we're pointing them to God. And one thing that will help you to diffuse this is what I talked about at the very beginning, which is recognizing that the behaviors are symptoms that we should be thankful that we're actually able to see them because it's an opportunity to teach and train. And if they weren't there, trust me, we've had children where they were very compliant children. And we can talk about that more in detail in another podcast because that's really a big message. But having a compliant child where you just, you don't really end up disciplining them very much. The danger in that is that there's still pride and there's still heart issues there's still fleshly Mm -hmm. flesh nature sins that are there you're just not seeing the symptoms or behaviors the naughty behaviors to be able to talk to them about it and so be thankful that you actually see what's there so that you can deal with it because eventually those things will come out and it's much harder to deal with that later in life when they're older um and so I just, I, I think that there's a good opportunity for a healthy perspective on the parent side yeah. to be thankful for the opportunity to teach and train and disciple. And if we don't have that big picture that it's about correcting the relationship with God by obeying you and repenting, um, then we take the lazy approach. 
we just yell right and we discipline however we discipline and that's that but that's why do they keep why do they keep disobeying you because that is not how god intended it to be Mm -hmm. instead he wants you to pray with your child he wants you to talk about spiritual things he wants you to 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 have them apologize Mm -hmm. and and repent and maybe read some scripture with them and and remind them too like i i i don't know how many times i sat with my kids and say like i want you to obey me because you love me or or when they're being disobedient to say you know what like there are times when we as parents because we are human and there is a relational tear in our relationship with our children too when they do offend us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That happens. Yeah. And in those moments to say, listen, it actually does hurt that you're not obeying me because mm-hmm. to me that tells me that you don't that you're not loving me. Yeah. Because God's word says if you love me, you will obey me. Yeah. And like our son says in our Kickstarter video, he said, "I like to obey my parents because I know that if I don't obey them, then I will struggle to obey God." You got to go watch that on Kickstarter Courageous Parenting. But hey, this has been a great episode. This is by all means not the only things to instill and cultivate obedience in your children but these are the foundational aspects we'll talk about more in future podcasts and we just are so thankful you're part of this mm-hmm. and that you've joined us today yeah and uh, sure. i listened to this last part we would love uh, a five-star review from you uh, rating and uh, a written review too if uh, this is beneficial to mm-hmm. you so thank you so much it just helps the movement helps people find out about the podcast if you could share it as well uh, if we can get this thing in the top charts then I have a feeling uh, it's just going to take off mm-hmm. and uh, we can head towards that uh, mission hey thanks for listening to this episode we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.